And good evening, one and all, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, as normal. Junior, what's going on? You had a good weekend or what? Yeah, I had a really good weekend. Did you? <laughs> Local. It was uh, that's the best you could say. Ooh, didn't I have to go far from home. Did not have to go far for once. Uh, Good uh, this uh, this summer. <laughs> it uh. seems like every weekend uh, has been a road trip, but uh, not complaining about that whatsoever. It's yeah. been uh, it's been a heck of a summer, but uh, uh, a nice quiet weekend, if you will. Mm. Um, now got to do some racing. Got uh, out to do the hundred laps at uh, at Sauble and. Uh, uh, we had a decent finish uh, coming home in, in the top five with, with Stadi, uh, battling through some adversity uh, in practice. And, and uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, just a, a, a decent night uh, with a solid recovery. Good, good. Yeah. And that's what you'd want. That sounds like it was a good weekend. Uh, let Absolutely. me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We've got a good lineup. Man, we've got a lot coming at you. Um, of course, heading into the long weekend, and uh, we're going to preview stuff right from coast to coast here tonight. Uh, we're going to get it all started out tonight with J.R. Fitzpatrick. Uh, J.R. went to Victory Lane in that Stewart's 100 in the APC series uh, just last night at the beach. Uh, he did a real good job in that race, Junior. That uh, 84 car was hooked up. It was that uh, that eighty four car was a missile. Um, he uh, he he did a whale of a job. I I, I really you know it, I've seen J.R. Fitzpatrick you know really dominate some races before. Hmm. And he's done some he's done some great things. Um, Sobble Speedway always seemed to be an Achilles heel for him. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just seemed like uh, uh, you know he would have a fast car and, and something would happen, or or he would just miss it in, in practice, or over adjust on it, or whatever. There was always an issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this time here, um, I mean, I think it was you know I, I got to say ten laps in, and the guy was sitting you know uh, in second place, and by by fifteen laps in, he was leading, and and that car was just a missile. It yeah. uh, he, he took off, and and uh, really like on the on the speed charts, um, he was so far out in front that he was saving, <laughs> and uh, uh, he was just gone. He yeah. had a, he had a whale of a race, and and uh, uh, he got a take your hat off to him because he he managed the race so well managed the lap traffic so well um he just checked all the boxes you know it was one mm -hmm. of those races where where uh the the, the fastest car or the best car or the best driver won the race and yeah. Uh, yeah. uh it was just one of those days yeah so we'll catch up with jr here tonight on the show uh then we're gonna go off to canada's east coast we're gonna check in with brett roy uh, Brent, of course, getting ready to go at Speedway 660. It is their huge, huge weekend coming up next weekend. Uh, they're going to be running Saturday and Sunday. You'll want to get there Wednesday. Yeah, I said that right. You're going to want to get there nice and early. Uh, it, it is. Their, uh, it, it's their huge 250 weekend. Uh, it is the Pro Stock uh, 250 weekend. 
and uh, the super late models. Uh, if you're confused, uh, they're called pro stocks out there. Super late models here, um, but you, you'll get the whole just of it when we get Brent on here. Uh, we've also got some news. Uh, they announced just uh, late last week, Stuart Friesen is going to be in for that race uh, to jump in with uh, all the best in the East Coast. And uh, you've got guys from the uh, United States coming up for it. We'll get all the skinny with Brent here tonight on the show. Uh, then we're going to hear from, how about a four-cylinder guy? Uh, Junior pointed this out last night, actually, uh, after the race of the beach. He said, hey, we've never had Phil Givens on this show. And Phil has been burning it up in his four-cylinders, uh, going track to track. And I believe, Joe, you said he has got wins now at every racetrack in Ontario in a four-cylinder. This year. This year. The only one that I don't think that he's got is Peterborough Speedway. Um, like, And we're talking asphalt. Um, he hasn't right. He hasn't won on the on the dirt. Um, but uh, uh, full throttle, Sobble Speedway earlier this year, um, uh, Delaware Speedway, um, Sunset Speedway, and I believe that he's uh, – or and Flamborough Speedway as well. So mm-hmm. he's, got, he's got five of them um, in all different cars too. So it's not like this guy has got one – you know, real tricked out bone stock, and he's going around and collecting trophies. Like, I mean, he, he's got a zero car. He drove for Chris Lawrence a, he, a handful of times in his number fifty car. Right. Um. Uh. There, in there's a, there's a pink number fifty, and then there's a white and red and blue and black and multicolored. Let's go with that. Right. Um, number fifty, and uh, and then as well, um, I believe that he was in a seventeen car. Um, and picked up a win in that one as well. Um, it's just every time I'm at a racetrack, it seems that there's a bone stock division there. Phil Givens goes to victory lane, and, and <laughs> I, you know, he's just a guy that uh, I, I really wanted to get on the show. Um, bone stocks are a huge deal right now when you oh, look at, at Peterborough Spe- or, or, or at Delaware. Uh, at Delaware. Oh, yeah. Um, they're getting 50, 55 cars out every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge success story, really, um, uh, at that track. Um, and they've got the right mixture, right? Um, exactly. And, and they've got uh, a handful of guys that are extremely passionate about seeing the class grow and um and Phil Givens is one of those guys. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's a diehard bone stock guy and and uh, uh he's lighting the lamp and and uh, wanted to get him on the program and talk to him about it. Good deal. We're going to do that tonight. We'll also in hour number 2 go all the way out to Canada's west coast. We're going to go all the way out to Victoria, uh right out onto the island and we're going to catch up with Daryl Crocker, of course. Uh, Canadian race fans, especially the ones in the West, will always cherish the Canada 200 that would take place at Western Shore Speedway. Uh, Of course, Western Speedway now is gone, and it has been all season. We kind of thought we were going to lose the 200 in process of losing that track. But in fact, Saratoga Speedway, Pat and Rob Layton and uh, all the guys out there have taken now the Canada 200 it is going to be at Saratoga Speedway, and uh, the history of that race is going to continue, which is great news. It's a different track, uh, so you never know. We could have a, a bunch of different cast of characters in this, uh, all going for the win, but it is a historic race. Tonight, we're going to catch up with uh, Daryl Crocker. Daryl was the promoter at Western Shore Speedway, and uh, Daryl's going to join us. He'll get us up to date on everything that we're going to need to know about the race and sort of preview everything. 
I'm not sure, Junior, whether this year's Canada 200 is going to be broadcast or not, but we'll get the answers to that here tonight. But uh, uh, I was back and forth with uh, Brandon Carlson from out there, finding out, uh, you know, you're getting all set for the 200, absolutely. Uh, uh, Corey Mears, he's ready to go. Uh, just getting back from London, he was away on a couple-week holiday. Uh, I was kind of scared. I thought, oh, no, you know, like he, he could could have been involved with the fires that are out there. I was uh, uh, just praying that everything was okay. And uh, sure enough, everything is okay. He was away on holidays but uh, arrived home just last night. And he'll be getting his car ready to go for the Canada 200. We'll get you all the information you're going to need to know about that and get you set. But uh, it doesn't get much bigger than this, Junior. CTMP next weekend. The NASCAR Pinty Series is going to roll in for their final stop at the big track this year. Uh, it's going to be off the rails, so to speak. Always love watching the Pinty's cars at CTMP. Iconic racetrack, uh, super fast. And, you know, there's so many guys that can go out and win that race. Uh, that participate in the series week to week, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it will be. Back to back road course racing uh, hasn't happened in the Penny Series for quite a while, and, mm. and they're coming off of ICAR um, uh, and heading straight to CTMP. And, and uh, um, CTMP is going to be a, a knock them down show. <laughs> I think it's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of aggression in the field. There's a lot of people that are going to be just out for wins. Um, the points championship uh, is is in a different place right now than than it has been in years past. Um, you know, there's there's been two guys that have really lit the lamp all year. That's Trayton Lapsovich and and Mark Antoine Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a they've got a healthy cushion um, when you look at the points and you look at the structure. Um, they have went out there and got the job done all season long, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think both of them. Um, we've seen it. Trayton Lapsovich, Mark Antoine Cameron in the spring race at CTMP. They got after it in the final corner and, and, uh, it ended up with, with Trayton coming out victorious. And, um, I think Trayton's going to be a force to be reckoned with there. Mm-hmm. Um, lately Tagliani has turned a corner and, uh, they've found some incredible speed out of that 18 car. Um, Mark Antoine, of course, uh, in the 96 car, um, they've been fast as well, extremely fast. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think that, uh, there's a few teams licking their wounds right now. I think, oh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, DJ Kennington is licking his wounds from, from a tough season. Uh, you know, obviously the, the, you know, Andrew Ranger licking his wounds mm-hmm. big time. Um, you know, LP Dumoulin, uh, not necessarily licking his wounds from a really rough season. It's just been a mediocre season, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that stokes the fire just as much. And, and we've seen LP go out there and perform uh, in a big way at CTMP and especially in the fall race. So um, it will be very interesting. I think that this is going to be a different looking CTMP race than we've seen in a lot of years, um, just simply because the points aren't necessarily the focal point going into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, the focal point is, is the checkered flag at the end and and uh, Lacroix, you know, coming off of a, a malfunction at uh, at Icar, 
Um, he's going to be strong. He's always strong at at, uh, at CTMP, and he's another guy that's kind of licking his wounds. You know, he's uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't not had the season that he's wanted, no. and uh, um, he's going to be he's definitely going to be strong as well. So, um, man, it's uh, I think it's going to be a, a a wild CTMP, and I think there's a bunch of teams that are going to throw a bunch of stuff at their car um, to uh, to to try to get there, yeah, and, and uh, get the results, get the that, results they've been that they looking. want, you yeah. know, and um, um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Gary Clute, we've seen uh, the announcement come out. He's got a big new sponsor on the car, uh, so he's always tough at CTMP. Um, and uh, you know, it's it, it seems like there's there's more storylines heading into this one than than we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's gonna be. We'll cut, uh, we'll talk more about that in just a bit. But what do you say we get to the Zoom line and welcome in that guy that was a rocket ship last night in the Stewart's 100? It was the APC series. The number 84 of J.R. Fitzpatrick went to victory lane at Salville Speedway. He got the job done and did it convincingly. He joins us now on the Zoom line. What's going on tonight there, J.R.? How you doing, kiddo? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Man, you put it together last night. There was uh, no way you were going to be denied at the beach. No, I mean, considering how the last couple of races have gone, it felt great to show up the track and have speed. We offloaded pretty close and pretty comfortable. I mean, we were by no means the quickest car in practice, but I mean, it was driving really good all day and we made some pretty good adjustments through practice and uh, yeah, it was good. We had a really good day. JR, I don't think that race, uh, I, I don't know the exact timing on it, but I don't think that race lasted any more than about 33 minutes uh, you guys reeled it off real quick. I want to say there was maybe one or two cautions, if there was that. Uh, yeah. and, and what what's it like being out front when you get out there? You got a rocket fast car. Uh, you know that the twenty two is going to come. You had Shea Gimmel on your back bumper for a little while. Uh, it, there was different cars back there that you know are going to show up near the end of that race. Uh, what's it like being out front? Uh, were you thinking conserve? Was Teddy McAllister saying, okay, JR, let up, let up, because you're flying? Uh, my spotter, Brennan Adams, has been doing a really good job this year. He's really good on the radio. And uh, he was telling me to just kind of, you know, save your stuff, drive off the corner straight, because Sobel, I feel like nowadays a lot of guys are running a much different line than we have been in the past. So we're really arcing it out and driving straight off the bottom. So, trying to protect our tires there because in my mind i was thinking the 22 was going to come because he was by far the best car all day and and he offloaded just fast i mean i knew we had a good comfortable car but i knew we didn't have the raw speed he had but uh, all the adjustments we made for uh, before qualifying there for the race really did pay off and that car was definitely stout well and when you look at it not only did you go out and win the stewart's 100 but it was also a really, really good points day for you. You've been, uh, like, right at the top. You've been there, and then disaster breaks out. Uh, finally, last night, you put it all together. And I want to say I heard uh, Jamie and Adam saying, that I believe, somewhere around 12 points is what you're out right now, which isn't bad heading in with one big one at Delaware. No, we're definitely still have a shot at, but I'm a realist, right? I think it's going to be very hard to make something happen there. Maybe a shot at top three, but a chance to win, you know, a disaster would have to strike for the rest of the guys. And obviously, I don't wish that on anyone, but it's just been a frustrating year, right? We were off a little bit the first sunset race, and we got all of our stuff together, ran respectable at Peterborough. We had something, a little issue there, too. And then Flamborough, we win. Um, 
you know, Delaware run good. And then the second plan where we had in the bag, that car was definitely the car to beat. And then that lower broke. And then same for Sunset Speedway. I think we had a car that could have contended for the win there and a silly alternator broke, you know. So it's just little things are happening here and there. But it was nice to finally get another win. I definitely think we've been one of the fastest cars all year. I mean, we're, I qualify like crap now, nowadays. But I think how many races on eight. So we've done six. I think we've had six fast times in races this year, so I can't complain. We had a, a pretty decent year so far. It's just sucks we're not in the points. Yeah, well, and you are at uh, Flamborough Speedway in that point set, but I guess, you know, you, you want the APC, you want it every, you want all of it all the time, but uh, you are doing well in the Flamborough Speedway points, I would believe. Yeah, I think we got a 41-point cushion there with the 55 team with Chris House. Uh, that car's been running really good there. We're probably going to struggle here in the next week or two because our inventory, we got no tire left. Like, our tires are shot. So we just kind of got to get through these next couple weeks before we can put a fresh set on. I don't like doing the whole monkeying around, put one set, one tire here, one set there. So we're uh, we're saving it for four, and it's going to be a struggle. But I think for championship night, we'll have four fresh ones and uh, go like hell. <laughs> always, always. That, and that's your mantra. Get out there and give her uh, every single lap is a qualifying lap when you got J.R. Fitzpatrick sitting behind the wheel. <laughs> J.R., what do you do uh, for Delaware? Uh, is that a racetrack that, uh, man, you, hey, you're the 2006 Cascar champion from back in the day. It was all centered around Delaware Speedway. It, it's not like you don't know the place, right? You've done a lot of winning there. Is that a racetrack that you really get up for uh, when you look at it and go, oh, good, Delaware's next? I really like Delaware. I think I just it took me a little while to figure out a, a feeling that I needed in the car with these late models because they're totally different than a what's now a Pinty's car, right? They're much heavier, no brakes. They roll over a bunch. So having a late model that's pinned to the ground, it's definitely a different feel. Uh, we've won two races there before, so I think – we got a good feeling for that place. Um, what was it? In July there, we were really fast. We probably had a great car, could have won that. Uh, just I messed up with that stupid cone. So um, <laughs> I, I look forward to going there. But the thing about Delaware is with the late model division, there's like 10 guys that are really good there. So it's it's going to be tough. I like trying to go test. I'm trying to find time to test. I haven't tested anywhere all year. So that's definitely hurt me a little bit. So I'm going to try and go Delaware and test and just see if we can fight for a win and uh, see how we do. Yeah, and I, it's going to be an amazing weekend uh, to finish it off. The great Canadian weekend is uh, is going to be definitely one to be there. Extended distance race as well, I believe. That final race uh, is going to put a lot on, a lot of demand on the car, a lot of demand on the teams to go out there. Uh, that's is it music to your ears, or would you rather just do a hundred and let's call it a week or call it a season? I think the 200-lapper is definitely going to be different than the 150s, especially at Delaware, where there's been some rumors of tire troubles. Knock on wood, I haven't had any the last time we were there, but hopefully it plays in our advantage a little bit. But all these guys are very good, so they're going to do their homework and get their, their stuff right. But the 200 laps should be interesting. Um, like it's, uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, like you said. I'm going to try and get into a, a hot rod or something and have some more fun that weekend and uh, just try and make a fun weekend out of it. Sometimes, you know, going to racetrack, being too serious all the time, you end up running worse. Yeah, yeah, too much pressure, right? Or you put too much pressure on yourself. There's not really any from the outside. I know you, and I have for a long time, and you love pressurizing yourself to get mm -hmm. the results. Uh, JR, what happens after that final APC race of the year? 
uh, I know you're not going to hit the couch and say, okay, that's the end of the season. You'll probably get out and do a bunch more racing. What else is on your schedule? Well, honestly, I don't know. I got my car for sale. I have a couple gentlemen that are interested in it. So I honestly don't know. The, the pro late scene's changed a lot in the last year and a half. Not really for my liking. It's not really going in the direction I'd like to see it go. And, and it's just, you know, it's, I just think it's time for me to do something a little different. You know, I like my girls coming to the races. And sometimes with these races that don't start till 9 o'clock, they can't come, right? So maybe do something a little different next year. I'm not sure. I guess it just depends on if my car sells or not. If it doesn't sell, I'll probably just do some big races and, and still do something else. But I think I'm going to take a year off or a few years off, whatever comes first, I guess, on the, the tour. I gotcha. Uh, and I know you and I have discussed this uh, outside the radio show, and uh, you have been looking at some of the big events that happen across the country. The big 250 that's going to happen next weekend out at Speedway 660. That's a big one. It's got like 115 grand going out, I do believe. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got the IWK 250, which you have done. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. If we're going to see the Western Rattler 300 back on the schedule, I would imagine we're going to. But all those key events, you got the, the Canada 200 that's happening out in Victoria. I know that's all long, like that, it's a long way to go to get into a race. But I know you were talking about it saying, hey, it might be cool one year to go. Let's go do some iconic Canadian racing and, uh, and go after it. I, I can well imagine you're going to be competitive wherever you show up. I think we'd be competitive for sure. I mean, it took us a, a week or so to get our car back to where it should be after that Flamborough crash, but it's definitely back. I mean, Sauble, we were stout. That car was really good. Um, I'd like to around, but again, I just don't know. Like, for some reason, I just kind of, the car is not doing it for me right now. I just, in a bit of a slump and, and, and kind of been eyeing up some, some, some different kind of racing in Ontario and maybe some road racing stuff kind of catching my eye a little bit. So, not really sure. I'm in a bit of a slump and trying to figure out what I want to do. Anything ever any urge to step back into the NASCAR Pinty series? I know you've been there, done that. You're a NASCAR champion and multiple winner in the Canadian Tire Series, Pinty Series, whatever. Uh, any urge to go, hmm, maybe I'll fit in a couple of those? I would love to. I mean, I think the, the way I drive now with a much uh, smarter, stronger head on my shoulders than I used to have, I think I'm a better race car driver than I was even when I was in that series. Uh, it's just the problem is cost, right? Like, I'm sure a lot of people's dreams are to go back to the Pinty Series. Just I'm fighting the same battle as everybody else, right? The cost is really substantial, and, and I'm not very good at marketing myself. So um, that's definitely going to be a tough feat. But, you know, maybe in the future I could rent maybe just a road course race or something like that. But, I, you know, that's probably all I could handle. Well, when you say CTMP, uh, I immediately think uh, NASCAR Pinty, mm-hmm. CTMP, J.R. Fitzpatrick, uh, for, for years, uh, for quite a few years there, you dominated at that speedway. Yeah, I think the last I checked, I think, I don't know, I think I had like 110 laps led there, and next closest guy had like 20 or 30. So Ranger and I were definitely the guys to beat there, but now Kevin Lacroix is kind of the man there. I think it would be pretty cool to go battle out with them guys, but you got to remember it's been 10 years since I've been there, so I'm sure it's all the same. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like riding a bike, but so much changes, right? Uh, it would be interesting, I can tell you that. 
And it's going to be interesting watching uh, you at Delaware Speedway and finish up the United uh, Racing Series. Uh, We'll see you finish up the APC Series. And uh, it's definitely going to be one that fans are going to want to be at. Uh, It's going to be a scorcher, I can guarantee it. And by the sounds of it, you want to win that one, too. Yeah, I always want to win, right? It's just I just know Delaware's a tough one, right? A lot of them guys are very, very good there. And uh, but I, I think the way the car has been working the last couple of weeks, we've hit on a little something here, and, and and I'm proud of it because you know we're just a small group, um, just trying to keep up this year, and uh, it's disheartening a little bit, right? Because we'd be up there with the points if we didn't have those issues, but you know, like my wife Laura says, just go try and have fun. So that's what we're gonna do, and, and just see what happens. That's the stuff. That's what you got to do. And then, of course, uh, uh, Frosttoberfest at Flamborough. We know you're going to be there doing that one. And I don't think it would be natural if you didn't show up at Autumn Colors and have Teddy do the old pub crawl across the floor and uh, do his dance moves. Uh, It wouldn't be the same without you, man. Well, I don't know right now if I'll do Frosttoberfest, but maybe not. Like I said, I'm going to try and get in a hot rod a couple times this year because I had a lot of fun. I drove Steve Book's car, and and if you're calling Ted's moves dance moves, that's I don't know if that's what we call that. <laughs> you have to ask Joe Junior for his expert advice. I still don't call those dance moves, but it's it's something that someone everyone's got to see for sure. But on colors, there is a plan in place, but I just got to talk to the car owner and see if we're still going to do that. But might be making a super stock debut at on colors here soon oh that would be fun too wouldn't it it would be cool that would be awesome it would uh, uh no matter what it is uh you'll be in it'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun and and uh hey, you know it i i do gotta this interview is not done until i call you out um <laughs> You know that Victor Lane interview. You uh, you shot you shot a, a a cannonball across the bow, and uh, uh, you said you said he used a. I, I, how did he word it, Dad? I, I kick my I kick Joe Junior's ass. Yeah, is how he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't remember it. Like hey, that, hey, I, I I I've always said I speak the truth, my man. Speak the truth. Oh, I think you beat me like twice in a junior late model, and then you you had to run down to Delaware and, and, one and week, join Junior Tapscar. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible! My kids, God, kids! Look at you guys are now men, and you're still at it. Too hey, too much fun. You know what? I followed you all the way downtown Owen Sound last night. You guys pulled out of McDonald's, and I was the car right behind you. I tell you what, if I didn't, if I didn't, if I had a little bit bigger car. I would I would have hit that trailer, you know. I would have. I would have. I, I, I was mad. I was still mad. Yeah, too funny. <laughs> well, well, stretch was really hungry, and that's the only thing that was open. So I don't know if you wanted a hangry stretch coming out of that vehicle. <laughs> Incredible! Congratulations on another win. Uh, much cooler that you got it at your home track uh, or where you got your start. And uh, Jr. Good luck at Delaware. I know we're going to be there, and we're uh, we're all. Can't wait for that final race. It's going to be a barn burner. Uh, congratulations on the success, man. Perfect. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll be strong. We'll uh, we'll let everybody know what we're getting up to. You betcha. And we'll get you back on the show, I guarantee it. That's J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of the number 84 in the APC Series. Big win last night at Sobel. Uh, he's setting up for that final race at Delaware Speedway. The Great Canadian Weekend, you do not want to miss it. Uh, you you got to be out at Delaware. It's going to be a hoot.
We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be going to the east coast of Canada. We'll get you up to speed on everything that's going to take place at Speedway 660 in uh, just a few days. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hi, this is Tom Gooch, announcer at Oshkosh and Speedway, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Flying Day, head coach of Ohio State. The national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. Biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. The last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Delivered right to you, wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around it. Sirius XM College Sports Radio, Channel 84, and streaming on the SXM app. Included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone. All live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And hello to absolutely everyone tuned in on Rev TV Canada. Right across this big, beautiful nation, we are going to go off to the East Coast here, and we're going to catch up with Brent Roy, of course, promoter at Speedway 660. He has had his foot to the floor, Junior, absolutely all season long, whether it be at his track, 660 in New Brunswick, or whether he's with the Super Late Model uh, Series that has been uh, flying all over the Maritimes. Uh, He's been one busy cat and doing a great job. Yeah, they have for sure. And 
uh, they've got the car count to prove it. They've got the uh, the excitement behind it. Um, they've got uh, um, some of the biggest names in maritime pro stock racing. Um, you know, uh, behind the wheel of their cars, and and uh, uh, man, it's just been uh, it's been a, a whale of a summer for for both Brent and and really the entire group uh, of uh, Ontario uh, or Ontario of of <laughs> maritime, maritime. Uh, yeah. super late model uh, competitors. Um, it's been uh, it, it's been definitely a, a busy season, and and I think that when you look at at the success of everything that that has happened. Um, it's been refreshing for everybody in the in the Maritimes as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, it's refreshing when when something new comes along, and and uh, uh, it, it's the way that motorsport seems to go. It's uh, um, you know, and they're they're capitalizing on it. And uh, you know, when you look across the uh, across the way, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, and and uh, you know, they have that that youthful uh, exuberance or, or excitement level uh, to uh, to really. Uh, build upon and and they've done a great job capitalizing on that and uh, um, you know I think that uh, year number one I think even though it's not done yet right. uh, you can put a stamp on it and call it a success and and uh, uh, they've got uh, a solid platform to build upon and and uh, um, hats off to them for doing that well it's hard too right when you're trying to operate your speedway because you know you got to do that and then with the new deal that comes along you're working with the other racetracks, trying to put everything together and uh, trying to do the best for the competitors, for the race fans, for absolutely everyone involved with the sponsorship and everything. It is a tough road. And uh, I'll tell you what, the guy uh, and the whole staff have been doing a fantastic job with everything out there. And if you're going to be anywhere close to New Brunswick this coming long weekend, I'll tell you what, Speedway 660 has to figure into your plans if you're a short track race fan. It doesn't get any bigger. This is their biggest weekend of the year. Uh, We've got 150 laps for sportsman cars. You've got 250 laps for the super late models or the pro stocks, as they're uh, described out on the East Coast. It is going to be huge. Not only that, you've got bandoleros and legend cars and uh, you got everything. Uh, it all goes through Speedway 660, and it's going to be a massive weekend. Uh, and I can see we have Brent up on the Zoom line, and we'll get to him right now. What's going on there, big guy? How you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, just uh, finished up. Well, my daughter is almost about bedtime, and you can imagine what bedtime is usually like uh, with a three-year-old. So she's uh, she's not not the happiest in the world right now, but she's watching uh, a Disney movie, so everything's everything's good now. That's the way to do it. Good job, Dad. Now, not only promoter, but Dad and everything else. Uh, you got your plate full, man. You got the sideboards all set for next weekend, or what? <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I keep saying I got. I think I got two or three plates on the go. I keep going back and forth. There's you know, there's a lot of hats that i usually wear um and uh you know we're, we're busy 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 full steam ahead for next weekend weather's looking really good uh super excited uh to see uh you know street stock hunter we move that to friday so it's you know in years past it's always been like a uh, a bonfire and a concert on friday night in the infield with no racing and then covid happened and we had to figure something out and we we you know we couldn't have a concert where everybody was like mingling right right so we said, well, let's race because we're allowed to race. So we did that. And so then once COVID restricted, restrictions eased, we were able to keep the racing and then do the concert afterwards. 
And then um, one thing that we do every year is we try to survey as many people as we can. We submit a survey out to our fans and our drivers and our race teams to say, what did we do bad that we can make better? Because I'm a big proponent of saying, you know, don't tell me I did a good job without telling me what I can fix and do better. You know, I always want to, you know, strive to do better. So one of the biggest complaints we had, I'll call it complaints, is that uh, our, our concert was in the, the license section, so it was 19 plus. So so this year we're going to move it back to the infield that everybody likes, so it's open to everybody. Um, the band that's been there the last couple of years, uh, local band Hazard, will, will be uh, – We'll be playing again, and we're going to have a bonfire. So the winner of the street stock race on Friday night gets to light the bonfire and kick off the weekend, and it'll be a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big hoot for sure. That is, that sounds like a gas. Uh, and uh, it, you know, I said off the top of the program, uh, it, you're going to want to. It's not only the biggest weekend at Speedway 660. Uh, racing's going to start out on Friday night, but you're going to want to get there like Wednesday. And I wasn't kidding. Uh, it, it, campers do roll in awful early. How is that looking right now? Is your camp camping still available, or uh, are you pretty much full there? And where do you point people to? It's uh, it's filling up fast. I'll say that. So the best way to to contact us is via the email at speedway six sixty nb at gmail dot com, and then we get back to you to uh, to to book it all in and such. Um, the campers are already rolling in last week. There was a few people from, uh, the super late model series race a couple of weeks ago that they just set up their camper where it was going to be for speed weekend so that they don't have to, uh, have to bring it home and then back in two weeks. So, you know, we, we work with them on that. So it's, uh, yeah, people are starting to roll in and, uh, you know, I think, what was it? Saturday, Friday, Friday or Saturday, I think I went through about 40 bleacher boards replacing them and, you know, I got another probably forty to do here coming up, so I'll be a busy boy tomorrow. But the, the old man's getting a little tired for that type of stuff, so it's it's hard work. But I'm glad to take it off his plate because he's he's getting up there in age. No, oh, there you go, and that's that's you know, Junior does that for me now. Uh, he does a lot of stuff uh, that he he didn't do before. He kicks in now. Uh, it kind of pays off to get old like I'm getting, but. Uh, you got a busy weekend. Uh, I mentioned it. We got legend cars. You got bandoleros. You got uh, street stocks. You've got uh, sportsmen. The sportsman one fifty race, Brent. I got to tell you, I've been watching for the last I don't know quite a few years, and I love that one fifty. Uh, there's uh, young talent that'll shine in that race. Uh, I see drivers that I may not have noticed all year. In that 150, man, I'll tell you what, if you're going to do well in that race, you will be noticed in this sport. Uh, And and I've seen some really good talent roll through the 150. And then, of course, the iconic 250 that you guys have got. Uh, It's history-filled. Everybody wants their name on that one. It's part of the the Triple Crown out on the East Coast. You want to get that one? Uh, How's the car count looking in all the different classes uh have you got any that are a little bit light that need a shove or is everything looking really good they're all looking pretty good um just again that's kind of one of those other hats that i gotta wear and kind of check those boxes off you know street stocks being friday it poses a bit of an issue for some guys getting there and we understand that which is why we wanted to get it out as soon as possible like we got that out around christmas time so um you know, we're looking at probably close to 20 cars for 100 lap runs Friday night. And then the sports and race, 
we got probably close to the same amount of cars for that for that race as well uh probably about 20 and like you said that that is kind of the prequel to the 250 that's saturday night's show and a lot of times that upstages the 250 it's oftentimes you know arguably a better race um give or take here and there uh the last few years have been kind of caution filled last year was really really good except for you know the last couple green white checkers but it uh it is what it is that's part of racing so um you know somebody to watch for that race will be drew greenlaw he's one that's uh he's won a lot of things in the sportsman car here on the east coast except that race and that's his you know if there was ever a dale earnhardt daytona 500 story it's drew greenlaw in that 150 for sure so That'll be interesting to see. And then, uh, of course, the 250, we, we announced last week that uh, Stuart Friesen's coming uh, to uh, to our Pro Stock 250. He's going to be running a car, um, a team car to Ryan Messer that's getting prepared by Jeff Armstrong. And, and the owner of that car, Andy Fox, who's uh, the Waterfront Pub owner, is uh, a huge race fan. When I told him about the cause and, and AIM Autism and supporting Viva autism uh, in new brunswick and such it's uh, he said yeah no problem let's let's make it happen and we have a bunch of sponsors that come on board to to help make it happen as well and like i said that cause is, is something that's near and dear to me because that three-year-old that's you know screaming and watching disney she's she's uh she's got autism too so it's it's uh it's something that's close to my heart and uh, it's going to be really cool to one meet them and uh, to see how see how well they do, and he's got a good piece. That that car that he's driving is the one that Messer takes to you know Petty or Scotia and whatnot. And it's it's no slouch of a car. It's the very best of equipment. Yeah, and that's cool. That's what uh, you know. That's what uh, guys would want when they come in. They want a legitimate shot to go out and win the race, uh, not just the dog and pony show. Uh, you got the right man, I'll tell you. Stuart Friesen is the real deal. I've uh, known Stu and watched him for a lot of years, and. Uh, just seen him at us weekend here just a few weeks ago when the NASCAR Pinty Series rolled through. Uh, he's the real deal. He gets after it. Uh, whether it's dirt or asphalt, it don't matter. Uh, Stuart Friesen will put on a show. Um, and uh, he, he races so clean. Uh, and that's the cool part about it. He is going to really get into the lion's den, though, with the 250. Uh, I how many guys from the U.S. are looking? I know Johnny Clark's been up there, and we've had so many guys from both sides of the border participate in the 250 at 660. How's it looking this year? Is Johnny Clark coming back up? Or is there uh, any names like that that uh, you know of right yet? Well, um, as you might know, or most race fans know, that today and right now going on in the and the New England area is one of the biggest super late model races uh, going. So a lot of it hinges on that. Um, there's a lot of guys that try to make it happen. And just a lot of costs and stuff uh, this year is uh, is not working to my favor. However, we'll see how uh, some of those guys go through tonight. I know there's there's probably a short list of six or seven guys that, you know, it hinges on tonight. What happens tonight, how they make it out, and uh, whether the car is destroyed or not. You know, we could go from having a field of 27, 28, 29 cars to 36 cars overnight pretty easily. So uh, I don't want to say any names just yet, but I've been talking to and bugging a lot of them <laughs> for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see this coming week kind of how we're stacking up. Good, 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 good. Now, advanced tickets for the weekend. Uh, is there such a thing? Do you buy your tickets in advance? Do you get them at the gate? Uh, and do you get a weekend pass, family pass, all of that kind of stuff? 
So one of our biggest proponents that we have at 660, and we're the only track in the East Coast that does this, to my knowledge, is that kids 15 and under are free. A lot of places you are have the a youth man. ticket. Good for you. Good for you. A lot of places have a youth ticket from 8 to 15 or, or whatever. We just let them all in for free because we want it to be as, as, as good for a family as possible. We did that a few years ago, and it, it really helped a lot of families come in the door. Sure, you're going to miss out on a little revenue, but like, you know, at the end of the day, now families can come every race instead of every second race or, or whatever the case. So um, kids are always free. You can buy a weekend pass, which is obviously the recommendation. Um, you save a little bit of money. You get into the Friday show. You get the concert. You get the Saturday show. You get the Sunday show, the whole whole deal. It's all uh, available on show pass. Or if you wanted to reserve the campsite with the ticket and everything all together, we can get that looked after too. So um, my digital side isn't 100% where I want it to be. However, we're working towards it. Um, but there's always tickets available. Uh, you know, we, we don't have uh, assigned seating per se. So we uh, we can pack in four or 5,000 people into that place. So if you want to buy a ticket, we'll find a place for you to sit, but probably won't have to. Yeah, and you're going to want to be early. Trust me. Uh, I've seen the crowds that show up. At 660 for this 250 weekend, it is off the hook. Uh, and for good cause, it's a dynamite weekend. Uh, you'll be entertained from wall to wall. Pay-per-view. Uh, do we got pay-per-view this year? Yeah, so starting last year, and this is year number two for it, it's, it's the whole weekend's broadcast on Flow Racing. Uh, so you can see everything from the green flag on Friday night to the checkered flag on Sunday night uh, through Flow Racing. So we're super excited to have them on as a partner and uh and bring uh you know bring our product to no matter where you're at right so um i've had a lot of feedback from people especially in new england some in ontario they watch it and they say man that's you know that's the real deal and you know i say yeah you know we're we're not a we're not a forgotten province over here we put on a good show and we have quite a few uh quite a few good uh, good folks so hopefully next year we'll be able to expand you know the super late model series into something like that too but uh, for now that's that's the one uh, the one and only yeah well there you go it's going to be a super weekend uh brent this is going to be uh, really good can't wait for things to get fired off and uh it, it's uh it, it's going to be cool after this weekend i uh, gotta ask you super late model series uh what do you got one left there yeah, we got one left. It's in Petty at the end of the month, September 30th, I think, if I remember correctly, on the calendar. It's a Saturday. So uh, looking forward to that. We should have another, I think our average car count this year is in the 26 range, if you add them all up. Mm-hmm. Um, the last race at 660, Denver would shoot me for not having the number right off. I think it was 27 cars in the pits, and then we started 26 because one broke. Um, so we were like one car short of four heat races, which is the cutoff. And he said, do you want to do four heat races anyways? I said, nope, we're nope. stick to the rule. You got to have 28. We're at 27 is three. So anyway, um, we've been really fortunate with the support of that series and the racers are having a ton of fun and it's been really, really good. And, you know, at the same time, the whole group and, and the, the core group behind the scenes has been learning a lot of, uh, of things throughout the year. And, uh, you know, we, we already have like a 15-page document for 2024, so we're, we're looking forward to it. You betcha. Well, uh, Brent, good luck for the, with the weekend, and I know we'll have you back on uh, before that final race of the, the series. And uh, you got to know I'll be texting you all weekend long. I'll be tuned in, you can bet. And uh, good luck with everything. Have a super one, and uh, good, good job, man. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep up the good work. 
Appreciate it. Yeah, with any luck, we'll hopefully get up to Toronto to Motorama this year. Um, I hope to do that. We'll see kind of what the what the budget looks like, but uh, we'll see. And uh, you know, next weekend or this weekend coming, looking forward to it very much. And we'll uh, when you guys are doing this next weekend, I'll still be wearing the headset and probably trying to pull my hair out. But it's uh, it's all for fun. You will do just fine. I guarantee it. Have a good one, brother. Take care. Speed safely, guys. You betcha. Brent Roy, uh, he's getting ready to go. Speedway 660, New Brunswick. That's where you want to be next weekend. Uh, Out there in the Maritimes, it doesn't get any bigger. And you can even go out and see Stuart Friesen go up against some of the best in the Maritimes. Uh, It's going to be off the hook. Quick break. We will be back all live tonight on Race Time. Stay with us. This is Mike McCall from McCall Race Enterprises, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. And now is a public service. Race Time Radio presents Driving Tips. Tip number 12. Never question your crew chief's methods in his quest for total race perfection. It's the pace car! What for? Because you hit every other damn thing out there, I want you to be perfect! 
And that was tonight's driving tip from Race Time Radio. Now, back to more Smoke and Joe. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm. Yeah, the senior version. That guy over there is Joe Chisholm Jr. What's uh, what's happening now? Hey, I got a message from George Wilson that I'm going to have to pull up and uh, see what he has to say. But uh, I haven't seen George in a long time. He's, of course, up in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, super late model, modified guy. I uh, loved watching him when he was in his race car. Uh, you always knew that that 77 car was uh, there to play, and he was going to play hard. Yeah, 100%. The Steel City Outlaw. That's what it is, Steel City Outlaw. He is, uh, you know, George is, has, uh, he built up a heck of a name when you talk about super late model and modified racing all across all across Ontario. Um and in the U.S. as well. Um, I remember his last car that uh, he ran with the Oscar series up here, the red Port City car with the fluorescent yellow numbers. Yes. Remember the thing? Yeah, yeah. That thing was a rocket ship. Yes, it was. And uh, it was so cool to see, um, you know, and, and Chase, his son, um, is following right in his footsteps. <laughs> and, uh, man, the kid is fast. He is smooth. Um, he's working with Brian McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, um, they they are doing some crazy cool stuff up at Laird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he, I think that, uh, you know, following in the footsteps of George, um, if he can drive anything like George and have the passion that George has, um, you know, Chase is going to be a, a big name to be reckoned with oh. in this, in this series and, and in, in this country for a long time. The, the message says the Southern boys and Dario didn't steal the money this year. So the big race is probably what he's talking about yeah. there. Uh, we'll be coming down to race velocity and Frostoberfest also. So you can count on that if you're heading to those two events. Watch for uh, George, Dario, those guys. Uh, they're coming for the dough, and they'll be coming loaded for bear. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I know uh, Ethan and uh, a bunch of those super late model guys made the trip down. Uh, unfortunately, Gary McLean, uh, i seen a post, uh, uh, did not make the trip uh, to the Laird. Not no. down, up to Laird, up, I guess. Up to um, Laird, yeah. But uh, um, the, uh, they, they found a, an issue in the rear end, uh, seen a parts and pieces in a rag so that's never a good thing uh doing their preventative maintenance so uh, that held them from from making the trip up but uh see um, and that that event slid right underneath the radar um oh, really? I, yeah yep. I, I didn't get anything on it and we've got a rise uh, yep. so so you know, casting such a big net yep. trying to get to uh, all those spectacular events and definitely missed that one uh for Laird it's big money Big money yeah, and big uh, money. a great show. For sure. We got to key in on stuff like that. Uh, sorry, we missed it there. Sault Ste. Marie, next time we will. We'll get it. Uh, but get us some information. As for any racetrack right across Canada, uh, if we're not talking about just because uh, we probably don't know what is happening at your speedway, make sure you get us the information. It's easy to do. Joe at racetimeradio.com. And uh, trust me when I say we'll get you on this program and be able to uh, inform race fans. And that's what we do on this particular show each and every week uh, for two hours weekly. And it happens 
50 weeks out of the 52 that were on the air. Uh, so at the end of the year, when you think that's the end of the race season, pack it up, no more short track. There still is here on Race Time Radio uh, throughout the course of the year. We take off Christmas and New Year's. Other than that, we keep our foot to the floor and keep you, the race fans, up to absolutely uh, uh, up to date on absolutely everything that we can. Uh, we are coming up to the top of the hour where we got to throw it back to Sirius XM, do a quick news update, and then we come back for hour number two. Uh, and I know in hour number two, Junior and I are going to talk some United Eights and some combined force. NV8 stocks. We NV8 stocks. We got to yep. talk about Daytona. Uh, yeah. We did have a Canadian in that Xfinity race doing a great job. Alex Gwinnett was uh, in the 91 car for DGM. He was looking really good, and that got tied up in the big one, uh, and that ended his day. But Alex really looked good in that race, Junior. He did, and, and you know, it, it, very unfortunate. <laughs> the way that everything happened, it seemed like he got run over and pushed into the wreck. Um, <laughs> he was riding around at the back. He was out of the main pack, and, and uh, just when the wreck happened, he backed out of it, and the, the car behind him didn't see it and, and turned him into the into the fence. But uh, And then he did not have a good day again uh, at... Uh, at uh, at ICAR, so yeah. he made the trip up and uh, uh, unfortunately didn't have the result that he wanted to there. How about either, a but, busy uh, weekend, right? You're doing Daytona on the two and a half mile super speedway, yep. and uh, w- within the blink of an eye, now you're in Quebec, yeah, in ICAR running a Pindy's car. Um, it would have been just a whirlwind weekend for him. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, you know when you look at uh, the new sponsorship that he announced a few weeks ago, you're seeing that kind of come into come into play. And um, you know Envirum um, uh, was on the car uh, at um, at GP3R, and then as well at uh, at iCar, and um, uh, and then you know that was the sponsor on the car for Daytona as well. And um, just uh, you know the the guy Alex Gannett is a is a huge talent in this country, and uh, we're going to see lots more of him. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, it, he is a very talented guy. Speaking of Alex Gannett, of course, he drives the three in the NASCAR Pinty Series. It's been a long time since we've had Jason Hathaway on the show. Back when he was driving the car, of course. Now Jason is uh, taking care of all the cars that they have out. And uh, it, very, very instrumental in uh, EHR. And uh, we got to get Jason back on this show. We'll try and do that before that final race of the year and do some previewing with him. I know uh, Cameron won the race. Uh, the 96 car did go to victory lane at ICAR. Uh, extended the uh, invitation to Mark Antoine to get him on the show tonight. Never heard back from him. So uh, we've got lots of previewing that we can do for that final race, and we will do that. But we are going to throw it back to Toronto right now, get you up to date, 90-second news package, and then we're coming back to you uh, all live tonight for one more hour. Uh, You're going to hear from Phil Givens, a four-cylinder guy that's been burning it up, and we're going to go all the way to the West Coast, and we're going to check in with Daryl Crocker. We'll talk about the uh, Canada 200 that's coming up on the weekend at Saratoga Speedway. We're going to do all that in just mere moments. Back to you in Toronto. Get us up to date. And then Junior and I will be back for another full hour all live. Stay with us. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM 
Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, you're all up to date if you're tuned in on Sirius XM. Uh, Look at that, you're all up to date, and we are all set for hour number two, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Coming up this hour, we've got a four-cylinder driver that has got wins at every one of the short tracks here in the province of Ontario, or at least just about all of them, and we've not had this guest on the show. Tonight, we break that streak, and we get... Phil Givens on this program, along with uh, Daryl Crocker. We'll talk uh, uh, the Canada 200 that's going to take place at Saratoga Speedway out in B.C. Next weekend, we'll get you all the information you need to know about that event. Uh, If you're out in B.C., you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, It's an iconic race. Uh, It's truly going to be a cool one. And we'll uh, get you all the information. But what do you say we get to that Zoom line, Junior? And we got Mr. Phil Givens up there ready to go. What's going on there, Phil? How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, Joe. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is actually an honor, uh, being a bone stock driver and all. So it's pretty cool. Well, you do a good job, my man. Uh, it's not like we haven't been watching and uh, we haven't seen you. Every time there's one of those iconic uh, four-cylinder races, whether it be bone stock, whether it be mini stock. Uh, I've seen you in all of them, and you always do a good job behind the wheel. You've had a good season so far, Phil. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fantastic. We've, um, you know, we've won that uh, Flamborough, Delaware, Sunset, Sobel's Invitational. Uh, so get out to Peterborough, unfortunately, it's it's just break it, it's breaking up here phil phil your your connection is just breaking up here i'm sorry about that yeah we we we're only getting about every second syllable there yeah you, you've been to a lot of the race tracks you've been okay. at uh, all of them and uh, you you got some big races yet to come. I know whenever you talk Frostoberfest and Autumn Colors, Phil, those are races that I know you come off the chip for, right? Yeah, for sure. Autumn Colors, we there for was on a great show. And I got a little, uh, 
what's uh, going on uh, from there. We'd like to do some maybe some spring races. Uh, we're talking about possibly heading down to Florida there to New Smyrna. So we're going to try and put that package together. That's so cool. Uh, Phil, uh, looking at, uh, at bone stocks and, and the health of the bone stock division, um, you're, you're very good buddies with, uh, with Chris Lawrence and, and, and the Lawrence's over there. Um, they, uh, they have poured a pile of emotion and a pile of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into, into four cylinder cars. Um, and, and as have you, um, you've been a big proponent to bone stocks and, uh, you've been, you've been lighting the lamp obviously in victory lane and, and, and had a lot of good runs. Um, what's, what's the, the health of the bone stock division like right now? And, and what's the secret to it at, at uh, a place like Delaware? Uh, I'd say the health is fantastic. Um, you look at Flamborough, I think we had 20 cars last night. Sunset's getting 24 Delaware. We had 51, I think the other night. Um, so I'd say the health is good. It's very strong. Um, the key to bone stock racing is uh, to try to have fun with it still. Um, there's always ways to go quicker. You just got to find the line, especially at Delaware. It's a momentum track. Um, you get geared down running third gear there and, uh, you got to keep the momentum up and just stay clean. Uh, that's the biggest thing with that car. And, um, you know, the rest should fall into place if you're smooth out there. Yeah, and I guess the affordability part of the equation, too, right? It's got to be affordable for guys to be able to go out and do it. As soon as they start spending goofy money on motors and doing different things, it puts uh, the whole class in jeopardy. And I find that, uh, you know, I'm watching Delaware Speedway every Friday night and uh, zip over and I watch us weekend on dirt. Uh, The four-cylinder classes, they're competitive. They're fun. You can see it. Uh, in, in the actual co- competition on the racetrack, it's not like guys are out there uh, with with their final dollar, right? Uh, trying to trying to get that checkered flag. They are competitive, but they're having fun at the same time, and uh, that that all has to go together. Phil, where did you get your start in this sport? What track did you fire off at? I fired off at Varney uh, back then when Kenny McClellan owned it. Um, but the reason I got started as, uh, my neighbor was Scott way, um, long time super stock, I guess he'd be Varney super stocks. I think they were called back in the day. Um, he was bugging me the one day, Hey, come up to the track. We went up and watched and next thing you know, I'm buying a four cylinder mini stock. So, um, yeah, you know, I got to thank him for being broke all the time, I guess you'd say, but, uh, I, we're having fun with it. And that's what it's all about, right? You got to be out there having fun. Are you gonna? You, you happy in mini stock? You gonna stay there in bone stock? Uh, do you have aspirations, Phil, of moving up to a different division, or are you quite happy right where you're at? I'd love, obviously, love to try some stuff higher up, but uh, financially, I I can't and can't afford it. Just that's what it comes down to. Um, do, I think I could do it. I think I have enough of the, you know, the, the know-how to be able to drive. But um, affordability is the biggest thing. And now with Nicole racing as well, my wife, um, you know, it it starts to add up. Oh yeah, it would. And you know, it, it's funny. I've always uh, people have asked me uh, because I used to have a racetrack and everything, and. Uh, you, you, 
uh, how how does it all work? How does everything work? Uh, people that are on the outside looking in and maybe getting, uh, you know, thinking about getting involved with racing. And I equated it a long time ago to fishing. You know, I'm from Owen Sound. And uh, if you drive down by the bay, you'll see guys that are standing on the edge of the bank and they've got their fishing pole and they're fishing and they're going after a salmon or whatever. It's a big salmon spectacular right now in Owen Sound. Uh, yet you've got guys that are going by in, you know, $150,000 boats, and they're trying to catch a fish. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to catch a fish, and they're doing it all different ways, whether they're standing on the bank, whether they have a canoe or they got their yacht. Uh, and, and I said, that's the way racing is. As long as you're there to have fun and to compete, it doesn't really matter whether you're standing on the bank or in the, in the uh, cabin cruiser. Other than, you know, the guy that's standing on the bank isn't going to wreck anything standing there. And he's still got the same opportunity to catch the fish. And I guess that's what it all comes down to, you know, affordability and having a good time. But, man, you can see it in you when you're on the racetrack. Now, you've got different cars. You haven't got just one car that you try and melt in in all different spots. What's that like trying to balance it out and have different cars? it's busy uh i'm so thankful for chris lawrence um you know he keeps that delaware car tip-top shape uh gives me a great piece every week um my zero car i take it to most of the traveling events and all that stuff and then we have the pink 50 car that runs at flambro and uh it's actually an automatic car the other two are manuals so a few minor changes and a little bit different driving style in them but it's going to be a lot like this weekend coming up, you know, we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, there's three events we're going to be at. So, um, it's a lot. So that pink car, I must say that is the brightest damn race car I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. That is it, the color of that thing. You know, when you, when you see that thing in the sunlight, it is so bright. And, and, uh, uh I bet you get comments on that car, uh, religiously. Yeah, everywhere I go. So that was it was just a joke. No, I didn't see the car until the first night of racing. Um and Chris did it as a joke. You get a pink car and I told him he'd never paint one pink. And sure enough, Penny his uh his wife there, she uh she painted it pink and it turned out really good. I sent it to to my one uh marketing partner there, Corey McAllister from Two Speed. I said, "What do you think?" And he goes, "I didn't know about pink on a race car, but it works." And uh I, I was out at Peterborough two weeks ago with it, and they said it's the brightest car they've ever had on their track. <laughs> well, you got to have glasses on, and it looks really good in victory lane. Phil, who have you got for sponsorship? Because I know they mean a lot on your car. Uh, yeah, I got to obviously call the cop mill rights, uh, two-speed motorsports, uh, Wellington Perforated, Sheet and Plate out of Fergus, Enneville Garage and Enneville, um I got Corey's Tire on the Delaware car, uh, Dad's Discount Auto Parts, um, Auto Fusion Towing, that's another big one, and uh, Arctic Clear out of Fergus. So it's we got quite a few this year, so it's good. Well, you got to keep your foot to the floor, bud. I know uh, we'll all be watching for you. Uh, you got lots of races from here to the end. How can people stay up with you if they want to follow you on social media? Are you on it? Uh, you can 
Yeah, we're on, on it. Uh, um, you can follow us on uh, like the all the Delaware stuff and the uh, the pink car stuff is all on BT Racing, um, which is with run with Chris's stuff, and then uh, it. You betcha. Well, thanks so much for the time tonight, Phil. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll be watching, and uh, we'll try and get you back on the show as the season all winds down here, buddy. Sound good? Yeah, that's perfect. Sounds great. Thank you. That's Phil Givens, uh, driver of the 50. Man, he does a good job behind the wheel, and uh, his wife's in, a two, in, in racing now. That's uh, probably handy, right? You've got to have yeah, the whole family involved. For sure, and uh, uh, sorry about the connection, everybody. Sorry about the connection with well, Phil as well. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it happens. <laughs> it's uh, uh, definitely uh, a tough part, but, uh, uh, you know, Phil is a great ambassador for the sport. He, mm-hmm. he When he's in victory lane, he celebrates. He He's not a quiet guy by any stretch. He's <laughs> uh, he's he's definitely uh, there to have fun, and, and uh, you know, it's it's cool to see the success that he's having, and, and uh, will be cool to, uh, to see if he can get that that victory in uh, Peterborough this year, because if he, if he can, uh, that's at every racetrack. <laughs> that's the, he's the only guy that can say that. That's yeah, for sure. That rounds it out. That's what you want to do. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, Junior and I are going to talk about some local racing. Hi, race fans. This is Dave Dykstra, sprint driver of the 5D Corpac Oshwegan Sprint, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers, just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on the championship. Uh, two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores new glasgow andy ganesh and port hawksbury nova scotia you can count on napa know-how ap race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology drivers Start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. 
Welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and hello to absolutely everybody tuned in on the PerformanceMotorsportNetwork.com throughout the course of the week, and of course, Rev TV Canada, every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Got to thank Ed and Mike and everybody at Rev TV for grabbing uh, Race Time Radio and, and getting us out to the country all on this channel. Uh, if you haven't got Rev TV Canada yet, you're missing it. You want to get it. I'll tell you, they've got some dynamite programming. Uh, just seen Delaware actually pop up. Last week was the first airing uh, Delaware Speedway, the Friday night show that Chris Soares does over on Rogers. It appears on Rev TV. So if you happen to have missed it, you'd be able to catch it on Rev TV. Kind of cool, Junior. They got some great programming coming at the race fans. Yeah, they definitely do. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It seems like every time you turn it on, there's a there's a local race on there. You know, whether it be APC or or uh, uh, whether it be you know uh, Delaware Speedway, Oshwikin. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's tons of great great. Uh... And you won't see that on <laughs> any other channel. No, exactly. on your on your TV guide. No, uh, Rev no. TV is really really got it covered off you had a busy weekend though right like you were out at the beach yep um and things definitely i watched i watched on g-force tv uh adam and clinton and jamie they all do a great job uh, i love watching it i could see a noticeable difference though like um the, the car counts looked like they were back a wee bit compared to where it had been, yep. and uh, what is it? Is it the time? Because when no, I it's... watched Delaware Speedway yep. and I watched the stock V8s, yep. their car count seems to be going up. Yeah, I, so, and I know they adjusted their time. Yeah, the 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 time at at Sauble was picked. There was a ton of time poured into the time that that we chose for oh. that for that <laughs> division for both United Eights and Combined Fours. We knew Combined Fours were going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, no matter which way you kind of turn with Combined Fours, because mini stocks are like a late model and mini stock or bone stocks are literally like a skateboard. Right. So, right. like, you, you can't combine the two. It's so difficult. Um, and I, make them competitive. I, I felt that 17.2 to 17.1 was kind of pushing it for – you know, a bone stock, even on the safety side of things, uh, a, a mini stock is built a lot safer. They've got hoops, they've got bars where you, you know you're where where you're not allowed to put bone stock bars, and um, you know it's it's a difficult deal. So combined force, um, you know, was was an issue. Now, I still had guys come up to me and say, "Hey, it's still fun." You know, seventeen three is still fun with a mini stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it still feels like you're 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 going fast. Well, you're the racing. car can go faster. Yeah. Uh, but we had to detune a little bit and, and go from there. So there's I I put out a pretty big long Facebook post and you can see it just Joe Chisholm Junior's Facebook page. Um, it, you know, it, when when we sat down and came up with the the r- rules, if you will, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm using rules here. Um. <laughs> The the general idea was to combine United Eights is is limited late models, old pro late models, uh, super stocks, competitive super stocks, thunder cars, uh, yeah, and and hot rods, right? Yep. So that's five different divisions. You're trying to amalgamate them. What is a, a fast time at Sobel Speedway that feels like you're going fast, but but you know it might not be the fastest time. But what, what's a what's a good fast time at Sobel Speedway? Fifteen seconds, right? Yeah. Fifteen flat. Oh, that's fast. 
If 15 flat, it feels like you're you're hauling the mail at Sobble Speedway, mm-hmm. right? 15 seconds around a quarter mile is fast. So originally at 15.3, it allowed a... 15.4. 15, 15.4, yes. yes. 15.4 was 15-4. the original time. Yep. Um, uh, the um, It allowed a, a competitive super stock that could run 15.3s to 15.2s uh, to detune slightly and... And push their car to the bare limit, um, and not think about the time. Right. It allowed a hot rod to do the same. Mm-hmm. You could pick up. You could put new shoes on. You could dope the tires. You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. And and tune your car so that when you pushed it in the best conditions possible, you just get down to that time. An old limited late model, you could detune more, and uh, you know you could. You're going to struggle, right? Um, they instituted a rule. That I completely disagreed with. The time clock in bracket racing is the tech person, is yeah, the tech guy. That is the tech guy. Right? So It's the cost control it's, measure. It's the cost control measure. It's the time control measure. It's, the, it's the, the thing that makes everything competitive. If you allow the guys that break out to just pull over, let three cars go, to come to a complete stop and then accelerate again, whatever the rule is. Right. Uh, if you allow that to happen, well, then then you're effectively rewarding the guy. You need to have a car that can break out. Yeah. You just try not to break out. Well, now you got gimmicky deal. You got a guy that's out there with a limited late model that is just pushing the limit, and then he breaks out and he comes to a complete stop, and, and it just looks like hell. Well, you need the group of people that are on the racetrack. To be racing. You need them to be driving around the yeah. racetrack and racing. So the goal is to have 15 to 20 guys out on the racetrack, 24 um, out there on the racetrack, that are pushing their car to the limit. And yeah. you do that through detuning your car or tuning up your car to make it that happen. Well, uh, just l- let me stop, stop you right there what? just for a minute. I just want to say that uh, with that class, um, if you're going to – pull over and let three guys go by and it's say the beginning of the race well chances are you got three guys that are within a tenth of a second or whatever that are right here so i'm going to let three guys go by but let's say it's uh, halfway through the race now the if i can let three guys go by well yeah there there could be a guy like a half a track behind the, the rule should be if you break the time you're disqualified and what that stops yeah is it allows it, what that stops is is it stops a guy from having too fast of a car from trying to play the time game. Yeah. yeah the yeah. second you have a guy trying to play the time game and slowing down right before he gets to the line well, and coming you, to a complete stop. You're going to wreck cars. Well, you're going to wreck cars. Guaranteed. It's going to look stupid. Yep. It, it is garbage to watch on the racetrack. It is, it's not fun for anybody. It is stupid. The exciting part about bracket racing is when they are all together, they're all going the same speed, and, and you know, it's it's competitive racing. The the way that you get there is by disqualifying the guys who have too much car. And if you have too much car for the time, if you break out, you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to do that once, you're going to do that twice, and you're going to say, screw this, I'm not doing this anymore. That's right. I'm going to detune my car, or I'm not going to do or this I'm anymore. Or I'm not going to do it. And, I'm not going to race anymore. And this isn't for everybody, right? This isn't for this, everybody. This, this is, class is affordable. This is, it's supposed to be it's affordable. It's supposed to be affordable. Fun. And... and Number number two, it's supposed to get people out on the racetrack who 
weren't coming out anymore That's because right. they weren't competitive. Yep. Well, now you can be competitive. Spend a thousand bucks on a new carburetor and go. Yep. Dig out the old motor from underneath the underneath the uh, the workbench and go, or whatever it takes to make your car go that fast. You can do it. So the the number one thing is is the the clock is the tech guy. If the clock is the tech guy, if you break the clock, you're out. Now we knew going into it that there was going to be growing pains. Yeah. We knew that there was going to be people pissed off beyond belief because they broke out three or four times and they didn't get anything for it. Right. Well, sorry, you came out with too much car. Right? I, I mean, there's no there's no two ways around it. If you bring out too much car in super stock or pro late model, if you if you show up with an illegal car in APC, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and for far, more than one race, I might add. Exactly. Depending on the uh, severity of the, 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 the penalty. Uh, you come out with an illegal APC motor, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. But the the thing about it is, is that the time is the tech man. If the time's the tech man, then then you break out. You break out. You you you're illegal. So set your car so that when you're in the best conditions possible, you can't hit that time, and you're never going to have an issue again. Mm, yeah. Now, if if you had 24 people do that. You are going to have some badass racing, <laughs> and it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be it's going to be lucrative for everybody, and and it's going to be awesome. We proved it with the dash for cash. Now there was a couple people break out in the four cylinders for the dash for cash. I think there was only one or two breakout for the uh, the United Eights mm. um, at at the boss of the beach. Nobody broke out in the United Eights. Twenty four and twenty five cars. If yeah. you go back and check, yep. Take a look at the actual uh, start. Now, there are 24 and 25 cars. Exactly. And it's not that way anymore. No, they slowed the time down yeah. and they allowed this this breakout or this like pullover stop. Stop. And, like cars and go. you know, you don't want to disqualify a guy. Well, I'm sorry. You turned it into a gimmicky mess. And I've been silent about it since the beginning. But I've taken some heat about it because, like, I was pretty vocal about how I liked the United States and the combined force. That's right. And, but. The entire thing is, it has turned into this gimmicky, stupid-looking race, you know, on the racetrack, and and uh, you know, it's it, uh, the way that it sits. Just scrap it and go back to super stocks and four cylinders, and go back to having your three or four cars on the racetrack. Yeah, it's but if how you fix it, speed the time up, right, and. Don't allow the guys to break out. Yeah. If you allow the guys to break out, they're going to continue to break out. So it's uh, and you end up with the trouble. But it's uh, it, it, it's uh, it's it's comical. The you know, whole you, design of the whole program was to make it affordable and get cars out that weren't out uh, to try and rebuild something. And it and, did. Uh, it, it was working, but it still is. And the and, and the V eight stocks. Delaware Speedway, you get a little bit of a pass because right. what they did was they eliminated the Enduro class, the street stock class, if you will. They eliminated that class and said, this is the V8 stocks now. So their time was set slow to begin with right. for those types of cars. And then they built it. But now the time is still slow, and now you're getting old limited late models, you're getting old pro late models, you're getting... Yeah. And now 60% of the, the field can break out. Well, it's time to start looking at a faster time, and then you're going to have less guys breaking out. Just by a tick. And, and you know, it's uh, it's viable. It is a viable deal. Right. If you disqualify the guys that break out, 
they're only going to do it a handful of times. Yeah. And then they're going to stop doing then that. Then they're going to stop doing it because well, it's going to get expensive. That, well, you're just wasting your time exactly. and your money, right? Yeah. So, anyway. if you don't pull off the racetrack, when you're, when you're broke out, you're gone. Well, and I, what we've seen on Saturday night was a travesty at I, that That was. That was. It was a travesty. Uh, Whoever, uh, I, yeah. I think it was Will Gibbons. I hate to call somebody out by name, but... I think it was Will Gibbons. Well, he broke out. And he broke out and then didn't pull didn't off. Didn't adhere and, to it. And then, and then didn't drop somebody. down. It was. It wasn't. Uh, it, you know, he made a joke and a mockery of the entire deal. Yeah. It, but I, I think that it was already made a joke and a mockery of because of the stupid time, um, and because of the ability to uh, have a mulligan. There you go. Well, and you know what? Everybody's entitled to an opinion. If you've got one and you didn't get, we didn't get too far into the weeds for you across Canada where you've never seen it before, uh, you'll want to check it out. Combined for United 8, check it out. Uh, Sobel Speedway. It is a good program. It just uh, needs some tweaking. And you know what? It, it can work right across the country. If you've got a bunch of cars that aren't at your speedway that you want to get back out there, have a look at something different. And that was the whole design and idea of the program was to do something different. Is everybody going to love it? It's uh, No, they're not. But it could be effective in helping support what's at the speedway and getting more cars, more drivers, and more people. And that's the whole object of the game. We're going to hit our final break. When we come back, we're going to BC, and we're going to be talking to Daryl Crocker about the Canada 200 that's coming up next weekend at uh, uh, Saratoga Speedway. It's going to be huge. Iconic race. We'll get some history, and we'll find out what we should be watching for in the Canada 200. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time. Hi, this is Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Canada Talks. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. I want my 
you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. Got a big, big, long weekend coming up. Coast to coast, doesn't matter where you're going to be, I can tell you your local racetrack's going to have, if they're not racing both nights on Saturday and Sunday, uh, chances are they're going to have a Friday show, uh, could be running just Saturday. Uh, Flamborough Speedway uh, has got uh, their big pot of gold weekend. Now, I do believe there is a little preface with that. They have to have a certain amount of cars before they're going to be paying out $50,000 to the winner. Uh, so you can check it all out. Get to Flamborough Speedway's website. If you want to be part of that big pot of gold race, uh, it's time to pony up and get in uh, so that it ensures that the actual race is going to take place the way it was designed and laid out. Um, but it is going to be a huge weekend. CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com is where you can get your advanced tickets for this coming weekend. If you've never been to CTMP and you're from the province of Ontario or you're from around this way um, and you have not been to CTMP, you want to check it out. Uh, it is amazing. When you go to a road course like that, Junior, uh, for anyone that has never been, I know what... Uh, I'm going to say 10 years ago, I had never been to a road course, and I went to CTMP to cover the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series for the first time back then. Well, maybe it was longer than 10 years ago, yeah. but uh, anyway, uh, I had never been, and I pulled in under the tunnel, uh, pulled into the infield, and it's, uh, you know, I seen a little piece of road here and a little piece of track there. Didn't know where I was and what to do, and I ran into Mark Dilly actually in the in the pit area, and I said, "Mark, what? I've never been to a road course. Where do I go? Where? Like, is there a grandstand where I can sit and watch?" And he goes, "Oh no," he said, "This is totally different, oval guy." He said, "You go anywhere you want and watch the races," and he said, "If you go down that long back stretch, you'll see these cars doing like 150, 160 miles an hour." I said, really? These cars? He said, yep. Check it out. And sure enough, uh, Sue and I went over and uh, watched the car. I was amazed. Yeah. And I became a fan right away of that style of racing. And uh, CTMP is that track. You want to check it out. Uh, it's it's amazing. It is. It's very cool. And, and uh, uh, the camping atmosphere, um, you know, it's kind of like got a Watkins Glen feel to it. Um, a lot of race fans that to uh, uh, go down, you know, to Watkins Glen for the cup race. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that, uh, you know, go south of the border and they might not have checked out, you know, their their local NASCAR Pinty series here in Canada. And, and you go to CTMP for a Pinty's weekend and, and it's got the same atmosphere. You know, it's got... The, oh, yeah. It's, 
you know, they, they, they pack, uh, you know, thousands of campers into that infield and, um, the, it is, uh, it's definitely a sight to be seen. Well, and you can put 50,000 people, uh, 50,000 people on the property and it would look like, yeah, okay. You got a few people here, but it doesn't look like 50,000 people. It just, exactly. it's so big and it's so yeah. vast. That you could, you know, hide 50, 60, 70,000 people in there quite easily. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the different vantage points, there's some of the most iconic vantage points in, in North American motorsports at CTMP. You know, you can stand in Champions Corner and, and uh, you know, they, they call it Champions Corner because it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, <laughs> they, it's an it, it's a off-camber, uh, downhill off-camber blind corner. And the cars are going through there at like 135, 140 miles an hour. And, and uh, uh, you know, that's turn two. Um, you know, 5A, 5B, um, arguably the most important corner um, is, uh, you know, just entering onto that long back straightaway that you talked about. And yeah. ready straightaway. The the cars come in there and they slow down to as far as like 40 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour. Um, but they come screaming at you um, <laughs> through turn four. Through turn three, turn four, uphill and downhill through two elevation changes, uh, and then come uphill into that five A five B, and it's a hard right hand hairpin. It's not even a hairpin; it's like a J corner mm. um, where it's really tight to begin with, and then it kind of opens up, and and then you know you have to get straight up off. Um, so you know you can stand there and and watch that. You can go all the way down that long and ready straightaway at any point and pick a spot to park your car and watch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You can go up into turn nine. Uh, there's a hill on turn nine that you can watch them come down the back straightaway into nine and ten, the final corners. Um, <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah. It is uh, it, It's such a cool atmosphere. Um, I've, I've been all the way around that racetrack uh, in different vantage points, and, and no two are the same. No. It's going to be incredible. Get to CTMP this weekend, uh, NASCAR Penny Series. Uh, and out west, out in B.C., you've got to go all the way out to Victoria, and it is the Canada 200. It's uh, going to be at Saratoga Speedway this year. Uh, uh, change in venue, but uh, it's going to be the same iconic race with a different feel. To talk more about that, what do you say we get the guy that promoted it for a long, long time at Western Speedway? We have Daryl Crocker with us. What's going on, Daryl? How you doing, bud? I'm doing well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Man, this is cool news that the iconic Canada 200 in BC is going to continue. Uh, we kind of thought that race was going to go away when the Speedway did, but not so. The tradition continues. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Saratoga Speedway, um, they're, they, they've got such a nice facility up there. It's on the same island. Vancouver Island. Uh, so it only made sense uh, to continue on. We've got such a strong contingent of late models on this island. You know, we've got about 25 late models on the island. We get some support from mainland cars. So, you know, it's a race we all look forward to every single year. So it, it just made sense to continue it on. Well, I've been watching it every year for the last, I, I don't know, three or four years. It's been on checks and uh, the, I, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, it. Even the one year that I had, I believe we had a show that we were doing. I had a T-vote, so I could go back and watch it. Uh, it it's always exciting. It's always entertaining. And uh, trust me when I say the guys out in BC, they want to win that race. Oh, yeah. It's, it's by far. You know, it, it started in 1972. 
Um, you know, and it's basically run every year since then. Uh, this won't be the first time it ran at Saratoga. It has at least once in the past before. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely uh, definitely the BC guys uh, crown jewel event for the late model cars out here. Daryl, um, when when do things really fire up on the weekend? Uh, there's more happening than just the Canada 200. It's the iconic race. But it is a full weekend deal, right? That's going to be taking place at Saratoga? Yeah, for sure. So it, it's still the, the Shockwave Seats Canada 200 weekend. Um, Shockwave continued on with their partnership um, with Saratoga this year and, and you know, their continued partnership with the 200 itself. Um, you know, David Smith, he's been a huge supporter of it, has really helped us bring the race to the level that it has been the last few years. Um, so along with the late models, there's uh, street stocks like IMCA modifieds, iMod, they call themselves, and then like a four-cylinder mini stock class as well. So they all run uh, main events Friday and Saturday. Uh, the late models, we qualify on Friday night and, and we run the 200 on the Saturday night. On the Saturday night. Uh, and how's David doing? Is he going to be running in the race? He drove the five car the last time I seen him. Is he going to be back in the race or is he back you to know, team he, owner? He, he was, he's been doing his whole ARCA Menards West thing this year. And that's, you know, that's pretty grueling. That That's a big commitment. So he was going to run the 200. Um but he, he's short a few crew guys and, you know, a few other things. So I think he's just going to come and, and be there and, uh, you know, support it that way. Um, but I'm sure he'll be back in the race next year. Yeah. Amazing story. Um, just just amazing. Uh, and a great guy. Great supporter of racing out in Western Canada. And oh, yeah. uh, he, awesome. he's, done, he's done a lot in the sport. Daryl, uh, what do you think this year with the new venue? Is it is the race going to race differently than what it did at Western? Uh, is Saratoga a little smaller, or is it the yes, same size? Saratoga Saratoga is significantly smaller, and it's a very odd shape. It's kind of like a triangle with a dog leg in the back back stretch there. So it, it's significantly different, but um, you know, it doesn't wear tires quite as much as Western Speedway did. So. I think tire conservation won't be quite as big this year, but, uh, you know, it's going to be the same guys up front. You're going to have Rory Smith, Brandon Carlson, Corbin Thomas, you know, um, amongst others. There's a bunch of other really good guys that could win as well. But, you know, those are the guys that you definitely expect to see right there at the front. How about U.S. participation? Uh, we, we've got Wes, uh, a lot of different racetracks just over the border. I know you're on the island there, so over the border would be in the water. But uh, do you have much U.S. participation where guys are coming No, in? no, I'm not expecting any U.S. cars. Um, we, that, that's not something that we typically get. Uh, we've got such a strong local car count that uh, it's not really even something that we pursue that much. You know, um, between the cars on the island and, you know, the loyal supporters that we have on the mainland, you know, for, for a little track like that, we want to be starting, you know, in around 20 cars, maybe a few more. Um, and uh, as much as B-Mains are fun to talk about, 
you know, they're just not fun for competitors. Like I'd rather have right on the amount that we want to start. So nobody has to go through that stress during the weekend, you know, spend a lot of money to show up for not the 200 laps. You know, that's not fun for anyone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, How about television coverage? As mentioned, the Canada 200 has been televised for, I don't know, four or five years. How about this year? Is it televised? It is not televised this year, unfortunately. Saratoga wasn't able to pull that together. Um, you know, it, it's a big commitment financially. You know, it's a it's a pretty big production. It's not so it's not something taken lightly. Um, so we're fortunate that they were able to take on the race and continue it that way. And it's definitely in the works. You know, everybody's going to pull together and hope, hopefully have it back on TV next year. And radio. That would be kind of yeah. cool. We could bring it to the rest <laughs> of Canada. But, uh, no, it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, the, the season itself, how's it been playing out for you? Uh, you're used to promoting all the events and doing everything you do. It's probably been kind of a quiet year for you. Or what have you been up to personally? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of expected to have a lot more free time, but it certainly hasn't worked out that way. Um, I look after the late model series. So um, we've had three events at Saratoga, um, you know, so I spent a bit of time looking after that. Um, I work David Smith. I, I go to all his ARCA races and help him with that. Um, my father-in-law, Daryl Midgley, I, I spot for him anytime he's racing. So, uh, you know, Brandon Carlson, Kyle Cottom, all these other guys that uh, that I kind of help out, uh, you know, they keep me pretty busy. So there's, there hasn't been too many weekends at home. I'm, I'm typically at a racetrack every Saturday night one way or another. I knew you would be. I, I kind of figured you would be. Uh, when Western closed down uh, and things, uh, you know, sort of ended, uh, there was talk that, you know, maybe in the future there would be another site sort of selected and, uh, you know, energize the track again. Um, how is that front? Has there been any movement on it? Is there any yeah, talk? Yeah, you know, it's something that we work on all the time. Um, there, there's a group of us. It's called the Vancouver Island Safe Speed Association. Um, Steve Cobb, Jason Frost, Daryl Midgley, myself, Todd Troyer, Jesse Stam. We kind of make up that that VISA organization. And uh, it's something that we work hard on all the time. And we've got uh, potential uh, spots that we're looking at. Um, it is just grueling how long it takes to, to, to make any progress on this stuff. You know, um, it's something that we're working on, you know, almost every day, weekly for sure. And, uh, but man, when you're dealing with property owners, like, cause it's a, it's a big piece of property we're looking for. Right. So, um, you know, it's tough to get the the potential people selling these properties to get as motivated to make this happen as we are. Yeah, and you don't. It's not short sightedness, right? You gotta. This this is for the long haul. You don't want to yeah. go through all this work and say, I don't know, ten years from now, uh, it's over again, and you go through all the same stresses. Yeah. I know, watching that final Canada two hundred last year, uh, you you could see the emotion in the competitors' faces in the uh, spectators that, you know, for, for what we've seen on television, you can see the emotion. It, everyone on that property was feeling it, knowing that this is it. And uh, yeah. everybody dreaded the day. Yeah, no, I mean, Western Speedway, you know, it was the longest running track in Canada, you know, 
It opened in 1954, never missed a season. We didn't even miss. We only had the one event in 2020, and it was the Canada 200, but we had one event, you know, and that was that was a feat in itself, having to deal with all the, the health restrictions and different things we had to do to make that work, you know, and pull it, pull it together and put it on TV so people could watch it. Um, you know, so it was, there's, there's more history than we can talk about at Western Speedway and more great racers than we can talk about that have come from there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's left a really big hole in our community, not having that track there. Now, the good news is the tradition continues at Saratoga Speedway. Uh, it's going to happen this coming weekend, the long weekend. Uh, if you're out in that Victoria area, you do not want to miss this event. Uh, do you know if there is camping available there, Daryl, or where, where do people yes. stay? Yeah. yeah, there's camping available at the track. Um, there's no services, but uh, you're welcome to camp there. And it's a great atmosphere. A lot of the racers, since we have so many South Island racers, it's only about two and a half or three hours north of us in Victoria. Um, but a lot of racers have bought RVs or borrowed or found a way to be there and they camp right at the racetrack. And it's, it's, it's quite a little event there. You know, it's, you know, you probably have 40, 50 RVs all lined up and, and the racetrack does a really great job accommodating that. Oh, you gotta love it. Uh, that, that, that's how it all starts and away it'll go from there. Uh, it, everybody's in for a, an experience and uh, it's all going to be a positive one. That's really cool news. Um, so when are you heading to the track? You'll be there probably all week or uh, are you going to yeah. actually run the event uh, along with Pat? What's your role going to be this year? I'm going to race the event. You're going to um, be in the, in, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to race. So, uh, uh, I got to make multiple trips up Island cause I got to get an RV trailer, my race car trailer, and I, I have a parts trailer for distributing parts up there. So, uh, it's three trips. So my trips start, uh, first thing Tuesday morning, heading up Island to, to get all this stuff set up and then I'll be up there for good by Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You, you put foot to the floor in more than one way, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> uh, so I guess I was going to ask you, who do you think we're going to see in victory lane? But uh, I, I know what your answer is going to be now. It's going to be you guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> that would sure be nice. I don't know whether that's realistic. You know, there's some really stout competition with Rory and Brandon and Corbin. You know, Dave Hemrick, Jarrett Bonds run great. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of bunch of guys. So uh, he's got to stay out of trouble and uh, hopefully be there at the end. And uh, Daryl Midgley is uh, named on this event this year, is he? So it's the Reg Midgley Canada 200. So Daryl's dad, Reg, was it was his brainchild um, to have the 200 lap Canada 200. So uh, it's just our job to continue on that legacy. That's cool. And the trophy, the iconic trophy for the Canada 200, I hear you've got that back in hand too, and it will go to the winner this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sitting downstairs in my shop right now, getting polished up and... Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, and Daryl will be there. He usually presents the, the trophy every year with his daughter. And uh, yeah, and he'll be there spotting for me in the race. So that's pretty cool. Advanced tickets. Can people get advanced tickets? Yeah, Do they yeah. Need them? SaratogaRacing.ca. Yeah, follow through the schedule, the ticket purchase. It's all, it's all pretty straightforward right there. Yeah, get your tickets uh, for sure. It's going to be a great show. Well, good luck with the event. Good luck in the race yourself. I know we want to have the winner 
of the Canada 200 on with us live next Sunday night right here on Race Time Radio. Uh, That'd be great. Want to get the winner? Uh, I, I know it was back and forth with Brandon Carlson. He goes, well, I'm going to win it. So, uh, no, he didn't say that. I said, <laughs> you're going to win it, Brandon. You're going to have to join us. And he said, that sounds yeah. like a plan. But uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on, on letting Brandon go, and uh, he's going to ruffle some feathers, and I'm going to try and capitalize later on. <laughs> Is there going to be uh, a, 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 excuse me, a halfway break uh, at, yeah. at 100? Yes. You're going to let him pit for yeah. five minutes? Yeah, exactly. Same, same as our typical uh, structure, yeah. At the 100-lap mark or thereabouts, you know, we'll stop, put some fuel in the cars, allow some adjustments, you know, no tires, um, and uh, then we'll get back at it. Okay, and qualifying-wise, if you get the pole for the – if you set fast time, are you going to be the guy on the pole, or are you guys going to do an no, inversion? No, there'll, there'll be an invert. <laughs> yeah, there'll be an invert. Uh, yeah. and won't, won't, won't be, it won't be a huge invert, but there'll be an invert. So, what, a roll of the dice, or how are we going to choose it? Yeah, we do a pill draw, yeah. like an 8, 10, or 12, I, I believe is what we did for the first two events up there this year. It seemed to work pretty well. Well, you, you might want to hang back just a little bit so you can get a little further ahead at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck playing that job. Uh, it, it, yeah. you, you try and play a game like that, and it always backfires anyway. Absolutely. You just want to go as fast as you can every lap. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Daryl, good luck with the event. Uh, I know everybody in BC that's a short track fan will be there. Race Time Radio is going to be there in mind, and uh, we'll definitely get the winner on right here all live, and uh, we look forward to it, bud. Great. Thanks very much for having me on. You betcha. Daryl Cracker, uh, he's going to be in a car. I thought he was going to be just running the event. No, he's uh, helping with the event. He's sponsoring. He's also, uh, uh, his company is involved. And uh, look, now he's going to be behind the wheel as well. Uh, Junior, it's going to be a busy time. BC, a great bunch of race fans. And uh, it, it sounds like the tradition continues. And that's, that's what really makes me feel good. Yeah, for sure. The Western 200, um, just a, a, such an iconic race, and and uh, it's cool to see a racetrack, uh, you know, like Saratoga, you know, it, you know, take that tradition on and and uh, and carry it on. It's uh, it's definitely you know awesome to see, and and uh, you, you know you can't say enough about the Western competitors. They're uh, uh, they're they're stoked up and fired up and ready to go. So. Um, you know, looking forward to uh, just hearing all about it, and and uh, uh, it should be it should be a wild event, just just like uh, every other year. Such a tough time, right, with the fires that have been taking place in BC and uh, up in the Northwest Territories. I know we've only got one little dirt track up there, but uh, it, they're affected, and it's just horrible what is happening up there. And we want everyone to know out there that we are thinking of you and. Um, you know, hopefully everybody's safe. Uh, everything can be rebuilt, um, but, you know, people's lives can't. So uh, just be safe. And uh, it's just been terrible, you know, from the East Coast to Canada, all the way to the West, up North. Yep. Um, the, the, the wildfires have just been just crazy, and it's affecting everything. And hopefully they can all go out and Everybody can, you know, get out to a racetrack and have some fun. We've only got a few weekends left in the season. Uh, we're fortunate here in Ontario because it extends a wee bit compared to what takes place at a lot of other in a lot of other locations. Uh, we're kind of fortunate here, but still in all, the season is getting on the uh, on the long tooth side, right? Yeah, for sure. No, we were just talking about it. It feels like we just fired up. 
um, weird start to the beginning of the year. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, um, we're here. We're at the end of it. Uh, playoff season is right around the corner. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, we're, we're sneaking up on the end of it. I know that uh, we still have a busy month and a half left of, uh, of solid racing here in, in Ontario. And, and uh, if not the busiest time of the year for, for, uh, for me, um, going to be uh, going to be spotting for lots of guys and and uh, it should be uh, it should be exciting it's going to be fun so nascar pinties next weekend ctmp uh you're of course spotter for andrew ranger yep um andrew's got a great record at ctmp doesn't he he does yeah for sure um yeah he's got uh you know he, he's he's right up there in the all-time wins list at at ctmp and and uh him and and lp and and uh, kevin lacroix um it should be interesting to see uh, what he can put together. The 17 car in the APC series, Josh Stoddy, you guys come away with a fifth-place finish last night at the beach. What's that do for your points? Where are you guys sitting? Have uh, you got a shot? Yeah, we got a mathematical shot, but uh, I think that uh, it's going to come down to uh, Kyle Steckley, Sheridan, and Joe Lawrence. Those guys there are are right in it. They're in the thick of it. <laughs> Talk about a guy that was uh, really excited to get away from the beach. It was the 52 of Sheridan. Yeah, he it was funny, the interview that Clinton got with him. Uh, he said, man, I can't wait for this day to be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they struggled. They struggled. They were on the struggle bus, that's for sure. And, and uh, uh, you know, J.R. Fitzpatrick and, and uh, Stoddy were kind of on the outside looking in. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it, mathematically there. Um, but uh, uh, we're going to be coming guns blazing, and, and uh, we want to get that win. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, get to your local racetrack. Coast to coast, uh, you've got the 250 out in uh, New Brunswick. You've got, uh, uh, I wouldn't doubt, it's always a big weekend as well at Eastbound International Speedway out in Newfoundland. Uh, if you get a chance, it's right outside Avondale, uh, just outside St. John's. Beautiful speedway, and they'll be getting down to the last events. Uh, they'll probably still have two or three events to go. But I wouldn't doubt they will be up and live this weekend uh, at, uh, at at Eastbound International Speedway. Um, it, oh, uh, Riverside International Speedway has got a brand new mascot. Uh, you have to have a look. Get to their website. They're looking for a name for that mascot, and uh, if, if you uh, put the right name to it, I guess, and they select that name, you get a chance to win a ticket package for the final Pro Stock Tour event of, uh, of 2023 at Riverside, which you will have a gas at. So if you get a chance, get to Riverside, uh, RiversideInternationalSpeedway.com and uh, have a look and see if you can name the new mascot. Uh, kind of a cool thing uh, that Jones got going on out there. Uh, you've got uh, Scotia Speed World as well. Huge weekend coming up. And uh, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the points are all coming down, right? Uh, it's going to be a battle beyond when we get right to the end of the series. So uh, you want to check all of that out. Uh, of course, into Ontario, CTMP, every racetrack here and on the province of Ontario will be going full tilt. Uh, we got the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals still to come on a Sweekin Speedway a few weeks down the road. Um, just so many iconic races that are going to happen this coming weekend and heading in 
to uh, September, the first couple of weeks, and uh, that this is when all the championships are won. Uh, All the hard work all season long all comes down to these final weeks, and uh, you can't beat the racing at your local racetrack at this time of the year uh, from here to the end. So uh, try and make it out if you can. I know that is going to do it for Junior and I here in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank Susie Q. You know, she does a tremendous amount of work for Race Time Radio and putting all the on-screen graphics up. And uh, this is all new to us. And uh, I'll tell you what, my wife Sue does an amazing job with it. And we've got to thank her along with absolutely everybody in the uh, Rev TV studios, uh, Ed and Mike and everybody. You all know who you are. Uh, and Sirius XM for uh, getting us up and on the air each and every week all live on Channel 167 Canada Talks. If you like the CFL, you pick the right channel as well. Not only Short Track, but CFL. we got the games right here on Channel 167. But that's going to do it, Junior. You hey, ready? Let's go uh, Let's go win one at CTMP, Ranger. Let's go do it. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go. That does it for us. You have a good, safe week, everybody. Get to your Speedway and uh, email us anytime. Joe at racetimeradio.com. Send us your questions, your comments, whatever. Uh, and uh, maybe somebody that you want to see on the show. And we'll do our best to make it happen. Have a safe one, everybody. And we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.